and welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And today we are continuing on our Thor month in honor of the movie Thor Love and Thunder. We decided to go ahead and do a Thor themed month. And this is our top five for the month, um, where we go over our top five Thor storylines. Um, Willie, let me ask you this. Was it easy for you to put this list together when you were going through it? Or did you, like, when you started putting it together, you kind of start going, like, it's fitting in where it needs to go? Or do you feel this one was a little bit more challenging? It was challenging because I don't really read a lot of Thor. How dare you? No, I'm just messing <laughs> He's not my favorite Avenger. He's not. He's not mine either. I'm just messing with you. But yeah, so we these are, again, our personal top five picks. These are not um, everybody's top five picks. Um, these are the books that we would recommend readers to go to. Um, and we'll also have some honorable mentions. Um, as always, we start with our number five. So I'm going to turn it over to my partner here to give off his number five pick. Okay. So for my number five, I chose... Uh, Mjolnir song oh okay no that's a good pick it did not make my list but I'm I'm glad you had it on yours all right go ahead and tell the fans about this one so Mjolnir song was uh it was Thor volume one issue number 380 uh it was written by Walter Simonson, which I come to realize he's wrote, he's written a lot of the Thor stuff. I will tell you right now, I have three stories of his on my top five list. He is the best artist and writer for Thor, period, and a story. I didn't really look at that information, but I wouldn't be surprised if pretty much every single one of mine were written by him. <laughs> So I, I know quite a few of them. I, I can't remember exactly how many. So quick synopsis of Mjolnir's song. Uh, Thor and Jormungand, I think his name is pronounced. Uh, battle as never before. Mighty and deadly blows. Uh, they strike against each other. They clash one final time, striking with each of their unfettered might. Uh, creating like unto a new star. Uh, Jormungan lies dead and Thor, his armor lies empty. Uh, would you know, would you know more? So it was a very interesting story. Basically it's like a huge battle that takes place uh, for Thor where he's not just like fighting any normal creature, he's fighting essentially a dragon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very it's a very epic fight. And I feel like for when it came out, uh, it came out in June 1987. And for coming out like quite that quite some time ago, it had some very, very nice artwork in it like very detailed stuff now what was it that's why i said walter simonson not only wrote 
Thor for a long time, but he also drew and he was very detailed. Um, one of my favorite characters, I know, what was it? We'll be getting into him later in the month is Beta Ray Bill. He is the creator of him, both writing and drawing. And by far, probably one of the most detailed, and I mean detailed, drawings ever is Beta Ray Bill, especially in his cyborg form before he gets Molimir or Stormbreaker. But no, great pick, Will. That, I'm, I was, I'm happy you put that on your list because that one almost made even my honorable mentions and I just couldn't put it up there. Um, now, so I'll jump to mine right now, my number five, and I will admit right now, this is the first time I have ever put just a single issue on my list. I will, I went back just to confirm that. I was just like, have I ever put a single issue on this, these lists? And I went, no, I did it. I am going with Thor 362, which is Scourge's last stand. Um, for anybody who does not know who Scourge is, he is in the MCU in Thor Ragnarok. He is the gentleman who likes to carry two M16s on him and heroically sacrifices himself so Asgardians could leave, even though the Asgardians pretty much get wiped to shreds by Thanos. Um, so for anybody who does not know, uh, what was it again, written, drawn by Walt Simonson, um, this is not going to be the only time this guy makes my list um but reason why it made it on my list is that this is probably single-handedly one of the best last stands uh moments no pun intended um because the title scourges last stand um in all marvel comics um and it all it took was to take a c-list character or a villain like scourge the executioner to do it now mind you scourge was known to be a villain um kind of like um if anybody doesn't know um there's a villain by the name of enchantress um in marvel comics and scourge was kind of her lapdog so it's not like the movies like they say it's hella no um this is where hella does what was it pretty much the whole scene where hella does kill him yeah this happens in this book but in the process of they had to pretty much try to rescue some souls from that but left earth to hell um in the process of escaping somebody had to stay behind and um hold the bridge pretty much hold the bridge so they could get past and scourge says there's really no life for me right now there so i'll do it and he takes out most of hell's army before he's killed or sacrifices himself in the process this is such a great story, such a great redemption arc, and I know this is supposed to be a Thor storyline, Thor is in it, but this is not why this book is popular. Um, Scourge, I do think, gets a lot of heat, or not a lot of credit, and I actually don't mind him. Um, I think it's Carl Urban who plays him in the Thor Ragnarok, um, known from the boys, or i i love his character in this movie in that movie he's probably one of my favorite ones in the movie um his death scene though was like the stupidest thing ever <laughs> it was just like uh, uh, and then he falls to the ground i'm just like no um but yeah um number five is Scourge's last stand which is issue 362 of thor um willie let's jump to your number four so my number four 
uh, which was uh, Thor the Mighty Avenger. Ooh, okay. So tell fans about that one. I, what was it? It's shocking to hear that me and you don't have the same picks on four and five. But tell the fans a little bit about that story. So this one was written by uh, Roger Langridge and penciled by Chris Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. No worries. No. What was it? Um, I remember that story myself. I've heard of the story. I've read the story, but I've never, I can't remember it off the top of my head. But, so, for some reason on here, it doesn't have the synopsis, but it has a solicit synopsis. So, I'll go ahead and read that to help people <laughs> understand it. Uh, he's banished, he's mad, and he wants to fight. Uh, Never mind, this doesn't even tell me anything about it. <laughs> Let's take a... What was it? But yeah. But it... basically it's kind of like an origin story for Thor. It's it's one of the variations where it goes into how he starts and how he becomes known as uh, the strongest, mightiest Avenger. If, if you'd like, well, I actually pulled up the synopsis here on Amazon. So if you, I can read it. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That would help. I, I'm not good with describing stuff <laughs> right now. So um, here's the synopsis according to Amazon. Thrill um, as Thor battles robots the size of cities, gas as he tames the mightiest sea creatures, swoon as he rescues damsels and from the vilest villains. Thor, as you've never seen him before, as the god of thunder tests his might against a submariner, learns why he was banished from Asgard, battles Fin Fang Foom, um, takes on raging robots, and fights side by side with Iron Man for the very first time. Plus, when mischievous Loki's um, machinations throw Thor and a World War II era Captain America into King Arthur's court, it's a time-twisting tale of Camelot craziness that neither Avenger will ever forget. It is a good story. It is a very great story. Um, it does tell a reimagining of his origins. I agree. Um, some areas are really weird, um, unfortunately, but I know you like the weirdness. I know you like that, and I no. Yeah. I remember reading this one a while back and I enjoyed it and not going to lie. I was drinking a bit last night, so my head's a little fuzzy, <laughs> but um, I was trying, I couldn't really remember a lot of the details, which made me upset, but there's a lot of good stuff from this comic because it does, like we just said, it does take different views on his origin story and the artwork is very different too because usually you either have the old style artwork where everything is very loose and there's a lot of detail but it's very flat colored there's not like a whole bunch of the shading right. or you have the more 
newer style, which every all the characters look very chiseled and detailed. There's a lot of shadowing made for it. And like there's a lot of hyper realism to the characters. This one, like when you look at the cover alone, it looks like as if it was a cartoon. Right. Like the, the way that the coloring is done and the way the shaping of the faces, you would see these characters and you think this is a snippet from a cartoon series on TV. Right. And it's just, it's, it's such an interesting version of, an interesting style of artwork that I enjoyed a lot. No, great pick, Well. All right. I'm going to go from one good side art to probably the king of art. Um, I am going back to the era of Stan Lee and Jack the King Kirby. I am going to Whom the Gods Would Destroy. Uh, story is issues 126 through 128, released from January to March of 1966. Um, again, written by the great Stan Lee great late um rest in peace mr stan and drawn by again great late um rest in peace um jack the king kirby uh, if i'm not mistaken um i could be totally wrong here this is the first issue where journey into mystery title changed to thor um the story goes a little something like this after thor reveals his secret identity to his love jane foster odin decides to punish thor also, he's punishing him because Thor returned to Midgar, or you know it as Earth. Uh, while fighting Hercules, Odin drains half of Thor's power, causing Thor to lose. At this point, with Hercules beating Thor, causes Thor to become old news and causing Hercules to become a celebrity. Thor then has a chance to redeem himself and gain his powers back. This story is an interesting story um this is a common trope when it came to thor and stan lee's writing um the fact it was more kind of like the redemption kind of moving back into things i could not make this list without having a jack kirby um and stan lee job on here um they are the ones that brought thor to life i could not just sit here and not ex I could not sit here and exclude them on this list. And two, it's a great battle between Hercules and Thor, of all people. I love Hercules in the comics. I, he's one of my favorite characters in Marvel Comics. Um, very interesting character. Um, but him and Thor battling out, you know it's going to be iconic. On top of it, you know, the whole secret identity, him returning to Midgard, everything like that does come into play. Um, and the fact that he has to pretty much climb himself back up that ladder to show you look i i'm worthy of this power and it, it's such a great story i can't really go into too much more because i want you guys to read this um but again it is whom the gods would destroy which would be thor volume one issue 126 through 128 uh, so willie let's jump to your number three all right so for my number three I decided to go with Thor Volume 1, Issue 337, The Ballad of Beta Ray Bill. I will join you in that conversation because The Ballad of Beta Ray Bill made my number two. Yes. Um, so. I don't want to go into too much detail on it because we do plan on talking about it mm -hmm. uh, later on. So 
I'll just start off by saying this is another one that was written and penciled by Walter uh, Simonson or Simonson or however his name is pronounced. Um, it's there's a lot of stuff that happens in this issue regarding this character, but it is kind of like an origin story for him. And uh, one of the biggest key points is uh, finding out that he actually becomes worthy of wielding Mjolnir in this. Right. So it's a very interesting story and I thoroughly enjoyed it when I read it. How do, how do you describe Beta Ray Bill, buddy? Oh, he's a horse Thor. Horse Thor. Um, yes. Um, I did I did not just the 337. I went through 337 and 340. The whole the whole shebang of it because the 339 i believe is when either 338 339 is when you first like see them fight or like the not the first time you see them fight but it is like the main fight that happens between them again we're not going to go into that um please tune in to our forgotten heroes segment where we do go over beta ray bill um where you will get that whole story um this um beta ray bill has just always been an interesting character to me and this is your first introduction to him and this is where i say like for somebody like beta ray bill he is a very underrated character this guy literally can stand toe to toe even without the hammer with thor it shows you how strong this guy really is now mind you he's genetically engineered so of course he's yeah a little bit more power because of technology but still not the point he can still stand toe to toe with them, and that makes it even better. Um, I what was it again? Walter Simonson. This guy is one that literally has created Thor to what we know and love today. I will tell you this right now, um, Willie. I'm going to ask you this too. I I'm still pissed that they have not shown. They've hinted to him. They have not shown Beta Ray Bill in the MCU. What's your take on that? You know, I, at this point, well, at this point, I agree. Uh, after, like, before I knew anything about him, I wouldn't have really, like, cared. But now, after getting to know him, I'm surprised with how many Thor movies that they've made mm-hmm. and the fact that they're still making more that they haven't brought him in yet especially when they introduced stormbreaker right yeah and they didn't it's like there wasn't even any mention towards beta ray bill i think briefly um i think briefly we talked about how in one of the movies they do kind of show his head yeah so it's like a monument thing on grandmaster's um building and thor ragnar It's like a, a symbol to one of his champions was Beta Ray Bill. But even then, yeah. that wasn't enough. We want to see Beta Ray Bill at this point. Give us what we want, Marvel. Don't do another stinking Mephisto situation where you keep on hinting, hinting, and then, oh, hey, no, it's this. And I'm like, I'm left <laughs> But no, Ballad of Beta Ray Bill, again, another story that's really not even about Thor. It is about Beta Ray Bill. 
And it's such an interesting concept. And yeah, later on, he does become Thor, but it's just the point. Um, it, it's a great story. It's one I recommend. I know you recommend it because you're, you're number three. It's at my number two. Um, so yeah, so I will jump to our number, my number three, Will. Um, this one I know is going to shock fans. This really should be number one. And I will tell you right now, my number one is not this at all. Uh, my number one is more of a recent run, and I'm going to keep that right now until we get to that. Um, I am going with the Searcher Saga. I am going with issues 340 to 353. Um, by far on most lists um, that I, when I was researching to for this, just to kind of see how others ranked them, this has always been the number one. And I, I see where they're coming from. It's just not my thing. And mind you, this picks up right after the Battle Ballad of Beta Ray Bell. This picks up at 340, and 340 takes it on. It is pretty much, it's just a long story arc. It takes place from 1984 to 1985. Um, issues, again, is number, or 340 to 353. Again, written and drawn by Walter Simonson, um, Walt Simonson. Um, this is kind of like a middle point in some ways, where all the stories he's worked on or has happened before that, kind of come in and tie it and there's just a number of plots characters that's introduced beta ray bill is a big part of this story um one of the main things that does happen in the story is the fact that searcher is actually trying to attempt to destroy asgard um and complete ragnarok now you probably have known this because in the mcu they do that as well where he's trying to destroy and he does destroy asgard um so I don't want to go too much because there is a lot of stuff that happens in these issues. And the problem is it's kind of like a good MCU movie. You can't spoil it. This is something mm -hmm. I can't spoil. Um, there is a lot that happens in this run, like I said, and a lot of iconic moments. Um, one of my favorite ones is Loki, Odin, and Thor standing next to each other, all three next, saying next, right next to each other, pretty much trying to take on these threats. It is such a great storyline. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody. Um, it is a little harder to get because, of course, it is a very popular and iconic series um, or arc. So you're probably not going to find it really cheap. So do whatever, you know, even if you have to go buy them digitally at this point. That's how I got them and that's how I read them. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great series. Um, so yeah, the Searcher Saga is my number three. So we have already know what my number two is. So Will, we're going to jump right to your number two. All right. So my number two is Thor: God of Thunder, Volume One, The God Butcher. No comment. That's probably another one that people would be surprised is not at a number one. I I I would tell you right now, um, it is my number one. So, but I'll okay. save my comments later because it's a team up between that and another book. So, yeah. Again, this is also a comic that we are going to be talking about later. So I don't plan on going into too much detail, mm -hmm. but uh, the comic does focus around uh, Gore the God Butcher. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very, very, very good story. It's like artwork is fantastic designs of the characters are fantastic 
has a very in-depth and hard-hitting story. Um, and by God, I love the design of Gore. He's so intimidating looking. Now, I want to ask you too, because we are getting Gore. We are getting him in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, he is mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Um, what, because of some of the changes, because mind you, in the comic, he looks totally different. He has no nose. Yeah. Has long tint, you know, like like he has kind of like how I'm trying to like I'm think of the Star Wars characters that have like this long tusks like sitting behind them. That's what kind of what he looks the, like. The Twi'leks. Yeah. Now, mind you, in this movie, he is nothing like that. Mm-hmm. More of a humanistic take on it, where he has a nose. He doesn't have these long little things underneath. So he's kind of like a different character, or people like to call him a meme. I think it was like uncle fester um <laughs> he's tim burton's uncle fester now i want to ask you are you looking forward to seeing christian bale bring this character to life you know i really don't hate it did what i preferred something more accurate to the comics yes i think that would have looked a lot more intimidating as a character mm-hmm. and i would have enjoyed it a lot better but from what I've seen of how he looks in the new movie, mm-hmm. I don't think it looks bad. I still think it does have its own intimidation factor to it. Right. And knowing Christian Bale, he does go all out in his roles. Right. So I think he's going to get 100% in the performance. So as long as it's written well, I don't think we're going to have any issues. I think like the main point to, to bring up is that this is not a book for everybody. This is a mm-hmm. very gruesome book. It's more gruesome because you get the story of Gore. Um, and I'll go more into why I put it as my number one, but it's it's not for everybody. Um, I do not recommend kids reading this. It's very violent, very brutal, um, very torturous at points. Um, but it does give a scare to Thor a lot. Um, but so let's go more back into you, Will, to the why did it make your i know you said you like the artwork you love some of the writing everything was there anything and you so what's your take on gore let me ask you that much more gore just as a character in general honestly he's a perfect villain for me i think he's intimidating he has good motive um and he's obviously like super strong cuz he countless times puts like Thor on the ropes. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's one of those villains where like as far as the MCU goes, I'm glad he's getting introduced and I think it's kind of the perfect time to introduce mm-hmm. him. Right. It wasn't like too soon, it wasn't too late. Right. Um and in the comics I don't think you can go wrong with him. No. The I agree with you there. I think the perfect timing is now, especially after Infinity War and especially after um, Endgame, because here's a perfect example. I can see them switching the story around. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not going to go too much into his origin story, but I can actually see them doing it where the blip caused him to go crazy. Mm -hmm. 
or like his he comes back and the family's dead or something like that i could see something like that and that's what causes him to go crazy or to tell yeah i also think it's kind of cool that uh we've had like progressions in the mcu where Mm -hmm. it's been it started with just earth problems then they moved into space and now they moved into time and dimensions mm-hmm. and now they're moving into gods because yeah. you see a lot of series and sh- like shows that are starting to work into the interpretation of gods in the world right aside from just as guardians so no great pick well i'll kind of go a little bit more into why i put it as my number one which i've already admitted to it. it's my number one but i also have another book that's part of the same series it's literally the continuation but um but yeah let's go and you guys already know what my number two is beta ray bill or the ballad of beta ray bill um let's go into our honorable mentions i will how many honorable mentions did you have on your list zero like i said i don't read a lot of thor <laughs> how dare you now i have two um one of them another book that we will be covering this month um the mighty thor um or the goddess of thunder um I do like um, this character. I'm not going to go into it because I guys kind of want you guys to kind of get into the mystery too, because in the comics, you did not know who she was for the longest time. Um, And then you finally heard and why she's this. And it is a really interesting story. I enjoy it a lot. Um, It's one that I think a lot of people sit on. I enjoy it. It's really good. And we're getting Jane Foster and Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. That's also covering it um another one i have on mine is thor disassembled but i also think it's called thor ragnarok if not you know two separate stories um it's an interesting story and the fact that ragnarok is happening it's going to happen he has to take on all these enemies everything like that it kind of brings in all the lore from thor and i do enjoy it. it's really good i do recommend it um but yeah Let's jump into our number ones. Will, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. What's your number so, one? So, interestingly enough, uh, my number one is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> All righty. Tell the fans a little bit more about Thor Ragnarok. So, I'll pull up the synopsis real quick. Uh, <laughs> Thor has reset the timeline Uh Remerging himself with Jake Olsen uh, to gain his humanity. Loki is looking for the forge that created Mjolnir and finds it in the possession of the dwarves. He takes it to a Surtur. Uh, he takes it and Surtur creates multiple hammers like Mjolnir. And even though they are not as powerful, uh, they are more. there are more of them. With them, Loki attacks. uh, Riding Nagalfar. Uh, He... (laughs) uh, These names. I wish I could... I I knew more of these uh, Gaelic and Celtic pronunciations. I was going to say that before you continue quick too. Again, this is something with Thor comics that sometimes it's really hard to understand what they're saying or try to translate it to what we're trying to say. Because like even the God Butcher is that same thing. It's like, like even reading the writings, like how are you supposed to read that? And then it's like, 
it like it literally takes me longer every time i read a thor yeah. so go ahead sorry. yeah the funny thing is like the norse alphabet once you figure out the pattern it's very easy to read yeah it's just you have to figure it out and i haven't right so, <laughs> uh but anyway so writing nagelfar nagelfar uh he and his uh, he and his allies Ulrich, uh, Fenris Wolf, and uh, Hiram managed to kill Amora the Enchantress and seriously injure everybody, including Thor. Uh, then Thor crashes through the dimensional barrier to seek the aid of his former allies, the Avengers. So this one is a really awesome storyline because it's one of the most intense battles that you see Thor get into because it's not just him fighting off enemies by themselves. They're, he, they're fighting, he's fighting enemies that also have their own hammer. Right. So it's like, it's not just the one power anymore. Like he's, he has multiple enemies that are on equal footing, somewhat equal footing to him. So it gets really intense in this story. Yeah. And yeah, the focus on him in this story is great, by the way. Yeah. What was it? One of the things that happened is that he sacrifices his eyes um, to get some different power. I can't remember the exact power he gains from it, but it does help him defeat his enemies. And yeah. it is like one of the, like, it was one of the weirdest things. Um, I do recommend for anybody who wants to, um, little short synopsis before you read it um please go watch marvel's little tldr they do on this one too because they they give you a synopsis before you kind of like the synopsis willie gave is the synopsis from the book but it is one of those things that if you want to see how gruesome it gets without really being gruesome go watch that because then you'll kind of know what you're walking into um but yeah, I I put it as an honorable on mine because I just couldn't get it up there. It was so, it was just one of those, like, I was kind of going back and forth with my two honorable mentions and my number five. And I just figured I wanted that one. And I just went, yeah, I can't do it. But no, I'm glad you put that on your list. I'm glad it has just, I, I'm glad we only had one pick the same this time. Um, mm -hmm. That one was the good one. Because mind you fans, we, we don't talk about our lists. I think the only list I talk about with him what, is my anime list just because I'm like, can I really count this character or can I not? <laughs> yeah, he has to double check with me. But like for comic books, we're pretty much, we keep it secret. We don't tell people. And we just like, so what you're hearing is literally our initial hearing of the list. And what was that? I'm glad we only had one this time, the ballad. But that's a justifiable comic, the ballad. Of yeah. But yeah so you guys already know what my number one is it's the god butcher and the second part of it's called the god bomb um by far i think willie did a great job in describing it gore is such an intimidating character and i will admit this right now will i'm not sure if you've gotten it when you've read it too i kind of understand like it's one of those things mm -hmm. like his actions are justified i kind of understand him and it's one of those characters that it's kind of like a Mr. Freeze situation or a Two-Face situation where they never really ask to be part of this. Yeah. But when, they're, when their hand's forced, they have to act. And 
Um, I can kind of go a little bit into his origin stories and without really like going full detail. Um, the fact that his his family, I believe his family was sick or they were dying and he prayed on to his gods and asked them to do it. Well, they didn't help him and his family died. He's the only survivor. Um, he does find out that his gods do exist and they were just sitting up there doing nothing. So he kills them all. And he goes around the world and trying to kill people. And Thor's battle with him really kind of scared him. I think it was the first time he ever was given a challenge. And it is such an interesting story. Um, now, mind you, there are time loops. So you will see like him back in, you know, when he was dealing with it back in the 1400s or like around that time frame when Vikings and stuff were all around. You also have present day and then you have future. And they all have different things. It's really interesting. Um, I am looking forward to this in the MCU, finally. I think mm. it's going to be a really great story. Um, I recommend this to anybody. Um, and it's written by um, Jason Aaron. This guy, by God. No pun intended there. But, uh, <laughs> but by God, he is probably, another. other than Walt Simonson, and of course, Stan Lee, you can't ask anybody better than him to do this. Mm -hmm. And he is such a great writer. He brings Thor to life to a point. I feel like with him, he makes Thor more humanistic. Yeah. You like where we can understand his emotions, we can understand where he's coming from more than others. Um, and and again, artwork's amazing. Gore looks creepy as crap. That dude, I would, if I encountered him in the cave, I'd just turn around and be like, there's a scene where he's looking at the people and going, well, I'm trying to do you a favor. You shouldn't be killing it. I, I've been like, okay, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave. Bye. <laughs> and just, yeah, wow. it's, I, yeah, it's, it's because of this story where Gore has become now one of my favorite villains of all time, just because yeah. he's, he's by far the perfect villain that I have ever read because he has intimidating, he's strong, and he has actual good backstory and motivation for his actions. Right. I, he, he's not done wrong. Right. Like I, that's why I said, are you looking forward to him? Because I'll tell you right now, I, I think Christian Bale is such a great character to, or actor to put in that role. The fact that mm -hmm. he played Batman and Batman, he is probably one of the darker versions of Batman. He is. He is probably one of the most darkest versions of him. Um, you want me to tell you another character I kind of thought about when I went back and reread Gore or the God Butcher? I was thinking of Spawn for some reason. And here's the reason why I thought about him. The fact that, you know, for somebody like him, he's put into a situation um that he just felt like after his family died there were no gods there was just none whatsoever and you find he finds out there really is just the same way he spawned it spawn was an atheist didn't believe in god didn't believe in hell or heaven or anything like that and um realized when he dies oh this is actually real and it's such an interesting turn. I love Gore the God Butcher. It is one of my favorite Marvel villains of all time. Um, I remember when I first read this, I remember was just like, 
wow, they're really going dark. And it is such a great storyline. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, there are our top five picks of all of Thor storylines. Um, what was it? And so we will conclude this video here or this podcast here. Um, you can listen to Comic Talkers anywhere on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and find us out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Comic Talkers for all new updates on the channel. And without further ado, my name is Brandon. I'm William. And we have the power of Thor now. Um, and let comics always be the top of your discussion.